0: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Sanderson Farms Championship. DraftKings picks and preview, plus some bets towards the end of the show. As always, smash the like button of the episode. In the comment section, give me your single favorite play in the $6,000 range this week on DraftKings, and then subscribe to Mayo Media Network and leave an Apple rating and review. If you haven't done that yet, I could use the support, okay? All these fantasy football podcasts coming, bumping me down the charts. We need the support, which means we need the reviews, which means we can go back up inside the top five, which would be pretty nice, all right? Thank you for your support on that. Also, fantasynational.com. Obviously, fantasynational.com slash mayo gets you that 20% off. All the stats, all the tools. If you like to research golf and have a computer make your lineups for you when you tell it what to do, Fantasy National is the spot you want to be. If you love Fantasy National, already a member there, but also love football, RunTheSims.com slash mayo for that discount is where you want to be. Basically the same principle where you just tell the computer what you want to see. And if you need to do all your research, you can do it at runTheSims.com. No golf listeners league this week week. It is a football listeners league, but I have been generous enough to put it in the description of this video and podcast if you want to go play in that. Same rules: $15 max, three entry, no rake, best tournament on DraftKings. You may as well play it. Better than throwing your money away in the millionaire maker. Put it that way. You have a chance to win this one so the pat mayo experience DraftKings open joining me from ftndaily.com ftnbets.com you might know him as axis on twitter but i know him best as brian DeCorty. what's going on man first time
1: yeah uh thanks for having me pat glad to be here coming off uh pretty i mean pretty exciting rider cup for me i was on the u.s side so that was nice for a change <laughs> uh last couple of outs so yeah, happy to be here. Sanderson Farms, pretty solid uh list of golfers up top. So should
0: be fun. Interesting bit of golfers at the very top. That's fair. What, what, yeah. what, what do you know about CC Jackson? Because when I went back and looked at like, I remember watching this tournament every year. I can't remember if it's 15 or 16. That's the drivable par four where there's this like one tree off to the left hand side. And whoever I bet on puts it to the left of that tree out of bounds every single year. So that's always fun to witness but it's, it's a par 72. It's pretty long, but it's pretty easy at the same time. And we've seen just two completely different types of skill sets. when you're like Cody Gribble one. Remember, remember the Gribbler, the lefty. I do. I I don't, I don't think he golfs anymore.
1: Uh, I actually went and looked and yeah, I did not see stats for him for uh, I think 2019 maybe is the last I saw. Uh, Yeah. Sanderson farm uh, country club of Jackson, some shorter irons, uh, like you said, we've seen Armour win here. We've seen Peter Melnati and then Sergio and Cam Champ recently. So it's a pretty mixed bag. I prefer to lean towards the distance still overall uh, as a deciding factor, but obviously it's not, uh, not necessary. It turns into a bit of a putting fest, uh, approaching 20-unders normally. So uh, kind of mix in a little more putting than I normally would on a given week given how uh, up and down that can be.
0: Yeah, well, it's I mean, that's how Sergio Sergio's ball striking in TD Green was so good last year. And if you go back and look at the numbers, he gained, I think, 2.3 strokes putting. And that was enough for him because he struck it so well the entire week. Then you start looking at the other winners. It's like, oh, eight strokes game putting, nine strokes game putting. So if you try to factor in some of those guys that have those spike putting weeks, that could be the route that you want to go to. But the pricing's a bit tricky here. Unless you have some, like, really legit sleepers you like this week? Uh, I don't know how many guys I'm really gonna play from above ten thousand dollars because right now I'm seeing I got Burns. He's the most expensive at eleven thousand. He came third here once. That's a weird thing about this course too. Like to just go back and look at everyone. No one really has a great course history. Like even the guys that have come one or come in second, they like miss the cut the next year. So it's a really random tournament. Maybe because it's so easy. So you got Burns, Alatorre, Sergio, who is apparently still in the field, Sung Jae, and then Corey Connors. That's the entire list above ten thousand dollars. Now on paper. Obviously Zalatoris and Sergio are probably Zalatoris probably is the best well-rounded game for here, maybe Sungjae, but this course screams Corey Connors to me.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure this is where Connors had a solid run at it a couple of years ago. Um, he's his terrible putting worries me, obviously. Um, I mean, I was looking at him. His upside is just so limited. He hardly gets any top fives, uh, plenty of top twenties. It's just a 10, one, uh, do I want to risk him maybe gaining half a stroke He it, on the greens he per round? It finds that very difficult for him. Uh, you know, Sergio, you mentioned managed to do it. When I was looking through the data, he was the only golfer to gain less than one and a half strokes putting around since like 2015 or thereabouts. So, again, he just smashed it uh, tee to green. So. I don't know. I'm torn. I do like Burns, the 11K. Like you said, though, there's not a lot at the bottom of this field that I was loving upon the the initial look. So I think I'm actually maybe leaning Sungjae. Um, I would be interested in Garcia. I don't know if I'm letting the Ryder Cup emotional letdown get in the way of me playing him. That That is very possible. But I think I would lean 10K range uh, Sungjae. And I don't know if he'll be... He might be the least popular in this range. I'm not sure he's good enough off the tee. You know, the irons are always there. Uh, we, we've seen him roll putts in plenty. So I think he could be a little sneaky if you're going to go this route in the 10K range.
0: Well, the best putter of all these guys is Burns. He just happens to be $11,000. Yeah. $11, and I think you do want to concentrate your lineups, whether it's three guys in the city or, or like 110, 19, Like once you take an $11,000 guy, like you're going down to geez. And I mean, my guy, Grayson Sig is up there. Maybe we can play him. I don't know. Steven Yeager, like guys who in principle could be good plays, but you would not feel comfortable with any of these guys in your lineup.
1: No. uh, Like I said, I I plugged in a few of these guys in the 10K, even high nine Ks. There were some guys I really liked. And yeah, it it dropped the, the average price remaining pretty quick. And yeah, it gets really thin. I mean, if you're if you're big on the Corn Ferry Tour guys, uh, maybe you have some more knowledge. I mean, I, I know some of them. It's not something I follow deeply like I do Euro and PGA. But I mean, perhaps somebody's gonna dip and want to play Thagala or Vincent Whaley, who we all loved a couple months ago. I just find it very very hard. Like it it really hurt to build some of those lineups with uh, using anybody in this range.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. If so, I'm probably just gonna go Connors, maybe Sung Jae, but even Connors at the very high end. The one saving grace that he does have, and maybe it will end up coming through. He'll never have that spike putting week, so he almost he has to play the Sergio route if he's going to win this tournament. But all of his best putting performances, I think, in the past two years have come on Bermuda.
1: No, that's fair point. And like I said, he's done it. He's shown up here before. It's just it's really hard for me even on any other week to just spend up on a guy who could easily miss the cut due to simply how bad he is. in one of the strokes gain categories, plenty of top twenties though. It's just tough for me at 10-1.
0: true. And we've seen, like I said, the favorite rarely does super well here. Like Sergio won last year. I think he was 60 to one.
1: Yeah, he was not, uh, he was in a bit of a funk. If I recall, I don't remember exact form, but it, it was not pretty. So the
0: 9Ks, uh, I'm guessing you're doing it because I'm doing it because I've already made the bet and I'm going to play them on DraftKings. I think that makes us the same as everyone else in the world playing Mito this week?
1: Yeah, I haven't bet it yet, uh, but obviously if I go this high, it's hard to fade, right? I mean, like you just said, he will be the most popular I think that that is the reason to fade. It's it's still very difficult. I already bet him in a few head-to-head matchups. I found him at some decent odds at a few books. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if people or the books anyway were thinking he was regressing. But at 9-9, I think it's hard. I mean, you can easily start your lineups there. And you don't have to dip into the, the scary zone all that much. Um, and it's hard to disagree with the results, right? I mean, he got the call-up for the three wins, the battlefield promotion or whatever they call it. Uh, third place at the Fortinet Championship. I mean, sixth and fifth and his few other PGA events. Uh, I don't know. It's hard not to like, right?
0: And, and this is the sort of field that he would probably excel. And this is more like a corn Ferry field, or even when he showed up at yeah. Barbasol and did well, it's a lot like those field. And the one thing that really differentiates him outside of Burns is he's really one of the only guys above $9,000 who putts well on a consistent basis
1: yeah, I was seeing that too. And again, I, I, it sounds odd maybe to a lot of people to talk about the putting, but it's just, you look at how well they have putted in this event. It's, I think it's easier to bank on guys who historically and long-term putt. Well, obviously than than like you said, we were discussing Connors. I mean, I'll, I'll go $200 cheaper, get a guy who's still playing very well, um, already has a handful of top fives that Corey Connors had same amount as he had last year. Um, yeah, it's it's hard for me to to go above the 900 when, or 9900 when he's sitting right there.
0: Yeah, the other one who sticks out, actually there's two modeling wise just per the stats if I'm sorting on Fantasy National. And you can get Mito at 28 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook or 33 to 1 at alternate locations, which I ended up taking because <laughs> I don't have access to it. You know, I would support DraftKings Sportsbook by betting the 28 to 1 if I had access, but I don't. So Absolutely. I I have to bet the thirty three. So I'm sorry about that one. I think you can find that one out there though. Chuck Hoffman and Harold Verner, per the numbers, do really see well. Woo is actually really up there as well in terms of yeah. uh, in terms of the overall like rankings when you look at everything that means a lot here. But I don't know if I buy into Verner at all. Like I don't like lately. He's been a really good putter. That's not something that's been a part of his repertoire over his career. I'd probably just go with like the Chuck Hoffman, Kevin Streelman, old guy range instead. Like Streelman is like the old man version of the types of guys that win this tournament, like the Ryan armors or the Molnatis. Like they don't hit it very far. They hit every single fairway. They're really good with their wedges. Can they get lucky on the greens? That that's the entire game here.
1: Yeah, Streelman's weird. He rates out well for me, also, and it, it's just one of those guys. It's like, do I really want to? play kevin Struman. and i do this to myself plenty throughout the throughout the year where i just find it really hard to stomach and play some of these older guys even though i know they can come out like stewart sink won twice last year um i'm not saying Struman will win twice but it, it it's not impossible we see these careers last longer and longer these guys find form i don't know if part of its technology or just keep better health these days uh you mentioned harold Warner. i I don't know. I get him wrong every time I I play him every time he misses a cut and I miss his, his top twenties. So like you said, he, he feels like he would play well here. Um, That 9,200 range. I mean, Cameron Trigali rates out pretty well. He's just really, really bad off the tee, which is something I actually think has shown um, some importance here in the past. So it's kind of hard for me to stomach that too at 9,400. But overall he was sitting pretty high of the nine K guys me as well so i don't know i don't know I, I i honestly could play siwu tringali i could play varner i just don't know if i want to like it's one of those guys where i'll just let him if he hurts me he hurts me i i don't seem to nail hv3 very often and and you mentioned chuck hoffman too uh for the longest time everything but his irons had been ailing him and i don't know if he I don't know what he finally found. He was finally getting some top tens last year, which he had gone it seemed years without getting. Uh and the ball striking's still there. So I could definitely go back to Hoffman at nine K as well. Yeah, he makes a ton of birdies. That's sort
0: of the C method yeah. too. Like he makes a ton of bogeys and a try couple, like, quints throughout the weekend, but he makes a ton of birdies. Like He's yeah. always giving himself, he's either in the water or he's 10 feet from the hole. Those are the two Siwoo outcomes that you can get. So I'm probably, I'm not going to bet Siwoo because his odds are just devastatingly bad this week, which usually means he wins the tournament. So I will <laughs> play him on DraftKings along with Mito. And then I think that I'm going to go with Chuck Hoffman at 9,000. The guy that, in my mind, should play well here, but just he's been really bad recently, is Cameron Davis. Because if you go look at who's played well at, like, Rocket Morgan, in here that kind of crosses over as well hmm. and obviously you know he won there <laughs> earlier this year and when he plays well he's perfect for this course it's just when he doesn't play well he's so bad uh, he has zero consistency it's almost like the cam tringali thing right where if he was right. 7700 i don't mind that he comes t23 but now he's in the nines like i just feel like he's driving so bad that he's not going to win
1: yeah He's weird too. Like you mentioned, uh, you go through his results, and he's got the win at Rock and Mortgage, and it's been it's been nothing. I don't think he has a top. He doesn't have a top twenty five since then. I don't know if he had one prior to that, really. Uh, RBC Heritage, I guess. But, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I could stomach Cam Davis again with with Hoffman right there at nine k. And if if you filter the field, uh, I think if you go fifty rounds, filter the field, Hoffman's one of the best ones. Just stroke gain total of that time frame in this field. So again, at nine k. I think I'd, I'd, I'd feel better playing him than Streelman as well. Um, Seamus power at 8,800. If you dip a little lower again, not the best off the tee. Um, I don't know if he, these guys, you know, he won. I don't know if that, that stress of finally winning, you know, he had been playing so great leading into that. And then he finished 60th and 31st. I don't know if that's just him. Like relief. Uh, you got your card. I don't, but I think I could, I could get behind power here. Um, what are your thoughts on Grio? He is somebody I think has popped up here before, if I remember his course history, but another scary short game guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, a short game doesn't really worry me too much. He has a, right. He's come top 40 both years that he's played here. He lost, oh, almost six strokes putting one year, and then he lost again the next year, but not as much, so... He's going to do, he's the exact prototype of the guys that we talked about who have won here, except he can't putt. That's always just going to be such a problem for him uh, when it gets to these, like, my, like if Grio wins again, and it's been a long time since, I think it's 2014, yes. his first ever start when he won. I feel like Heritage is a course where he could win, because you could theoretically win that at minus eight. Like, minus 8, yeah. I feel like he can do. Minus 22. And he's played well there, yeah. Yeah, minus 22 is just so tough for him because he'll get to, like, minus 16. and It'll be two shots right. off the lead. It's like, oh, he's at minus 10 all of a sudden. What, what happened? It's like, oh, he missed three two-foot putts. Great.
1: Right, and that's where, I guess, where the putting comes in, right? Like, you can't get to minus 20 if you're not rolling in the birds. So, I, yeah, I, I guess I hear you there. That, that kind of brings me to this whole range with Ortiz and Wolf. Gary, like I kind of just skipped over the eight range. Don't, to be quite don't honest. It, don't you. do it.
0: Play Matthew Wolf play. Yeah. Matthew. You think so? Yeah. Cause <sighs> Wolf is like JB Holmes in a weird way. He's not as bad of a putter as JB Holmes, but when Wolf puts well, he puts incredibly well. He's not like a, it is true. He's not like a two strokes game type of guy. He's like a plus seven and a half. And you know that it seems like the driver is back of all things which is going to be his main weapon so if we try to build the cameron champ formula and i know that we're going to do that with a guy that we both like a little bit later on but wolf is sort of like the high end of that guy because we know that the irons can show up too it's just which wolf are you going to get like eighty five hundred, he could be any price in this field and i would play matthew wolf because of if he, if he shows up and plays his best golf i think that he's the best player in the field but he just, plays, he, he plays that golf so rarely that it's, it's tough. <laughs> like, it was so disheartening to see Hovland and Morikawa play on the Ryder Cup team. And I love Morikawa. I love Hovland. Morikawa's won me a ton of money. But Wolf's my guy. And I think that he is just right. as good as those guys. It's just, he's really bad far more often than those guys are.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has not found his consistency. Yeah, when they all came into the, the at the same time there, into the tour, I mean, they really weren't differentiated in fact he had the biggest uh I don't know light shown on him if you will uh, and yeah and he's the best GPP player right he's exactly what you want it's first or last I mean he's finished very well in some big tournaments you know he's got it in there like you said I think he convinced me at least to roll him I mean he's got to be in a few you're right he does fit the profile that I'm looking for too. he can he can roll the ball and he is a very strong driver of the golf ball so Yeah, I think you talked me into Wolf here because I was going to skip pretty well this range. Um, Mr. Autumn himself, Patton Kazire, maybe could have found himself onto a few lineups for me. Um, Again, some of these guys, I just try, I really avoid them throughout most of the year. And then you get to the fall and it's like, well, I got to, I got to play some of them. Right. And Kazire has been okay off the tee. The irons have been really, really bad though, but good putter. Like he kind of fits something I'm kind of looking for. It's just it's a stretch
0: yeah well Roz is not yeah. here to make the case for aaron wise so maybe Fair we can skip over him
1: although <laughs> yeah he's
0: he started to show I mean, again he got better, the though.
1: profile i guess yeah. that i mentioned off the I i don't know it like i just honestly it's a lot of like mental fortitude for me this week to like just suck it up and play like there you I gotta have place play somebody i'm not comfortable with right so
0: yeah, well, also well, make it Wolf cuz I bet Wolf at 60 to 1 as well. He's down to 40. Okay. He's down to 40 to 1 on DraftKings sportsbook. I just saw the 60 and I was like, if he pots, he could win this. That that's all I really right. care about at this tournament cuz his skill set is so high. Do you wish you got into Bitcoin sooner? Yes, for the last time, I do. But now, BlockFi has the world's first Bitcoin Rewards credit card, so you can earn Bitcoin on all qualifying purchases. Introducing the BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Card, it's the easiest way to get Bitcoin by just making everyday purchases. Grow your Bitcoin portfolio when you buy your groceries, pay your bills, fill up the gas station, or whatever it is that you use your credit card for, get your bitcoin that way you can earn 1.5 percent back in bitcoin on all qualifying purchases with no reward limit plus there's no annual fee and no foreign transaction fees which is great for me who does a lot of international shopping just bitcoin earned on every single qualifying purchase now it's time to start or ramp up your bitcoin portfolio bitcoin saw a 230 percent annualized return in 2020 in fact Bitcoin was the best-performing asset of the last decade, outperforming the NASDAQ 100 by 10 times, according to Yahoo Finance. BlockFi is a leader in crypto and was named to Forbes' FinTech 50 list in 2021. Plus, BlockFi is the easiest place to buy, sell, and earn crypto. There's no better time to sign up and start earning Bitcoin today. Right now, our listeners can get a bonus of $25 in crypto after you make your first purchase with the credit card when you sign up at BlockFi.com slash Mayo. That's a $25 bonus in crypto deposited right into your account after you make your first purchase. But you got to use my URL, BlockFi.com slash Mayo. Start earning Bitcoin back on all qualifying purchases today. BlockFi.com slash Mayo. Not all will be eligible. Geographic, regulatory, and underwritten restrictions apply. Fees and terms are subject to change. Additional terms and service at BlockFi.com. BlockFi is a financial technology company. Bank services provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The other guy who's kind of like that, and as Raza would point out, he is European Grio, and I am playing him at $8,000, and I also bet him to win. It's Matthias Schwab. 'Cause he is like that armor profile type guy. Fairways, irons. Pray he makes some putts.
1: Yeah, he uh he has hurt me in so many ways over the years. And now he gets to do it on the PGA tour. So I'll I'll be right there with you. I mean, I I I can't I d I can't quit Shab. He he finds himself in my lineups far too often. Uh maybe he'll find uh maybe he'll find a better flat stick, better putting coach in America. I'm not sure, but uh he's gonna need it to stay on tours. So hopefully he starts off with a bang here because 8k he is a guy where i think if he could start rolling you won't necessarily get him at 8k too much in fields like this uh i feel like he's he's a good enough player well he will start to creep into the nines in a field like this if he can keep keep rolling um and another not no namer um but a new guy to the tour down here i liked as well was taylor Pendrith at 7800 um just crushes the ball putts well but doesn't do much else uh so, like you mentioned beforehand, uh, the camp Champ route. So, I think that somebody um, – maybe he'll go in the same lineup as Wolf. We'll just go all out with that particular lineup.
0: Yeah, the the fans of the Pat Mayo experience know my love for Canadian Taylor Pendrith. And I never really get behind Can- Canadians, although I'm going Connors and Pendrith this week. Because, yeah, I see – the exact same thing that you do. He's number one in this field off the tee, uh, and it's not even particularly close. <laughs> and nope. the putting is not bad. Like you said, when you follow him on the Corn Fairy Tour, you see these, like, spike performances. Like, And it's it's usually like, oh, man, he must have gained, like, nine strokes putting. He's like, no, he gained his normal, like, three or four. He actually yeah. just didn't lose six with his irons this week. So if he can just play neutral to the field with his irons, do everything else the way he normally does, I don't see why you can't take advantage of a course that's a power 72. One of the holes can be, you know, you can make eagle on them. You can drive another one of the power fours. Like, if you can harness your driver this week and you have the length, it's a huge advantage.
1: Yes. Um, and like you said, I, it was actually surprising because he had some uh, RBC Canadian stats from way back 2015-14, uh, and he putted well in those too because I, I was kind of, you know, you don't really find too many – too many elite drivers of the golf ball who managed to, to roll it. And again, it's not a a huge sample, but it's nice to go back even that far and, and see that he can, he can roll enough in uh, give himself a chance. Like you said, it's, it's the irons, but again, um, big upside with him, I think. So 7,800 for sure. Cause again, it starts getting really thin for me down here.
0: Yeah. If we're going to play that game, if like Wolf is a target of mine, if Pendrith is a target of mine, I feel like Keith Mitchell should also be a target of mine too. You know, Bermuda Keith, Yeah, he's another one. Like, even if you go back and just look look at his past four outings, like two of his outings, he gained over five strokes putting. Like It happens for him just randomly out of nowhere. We know he's going to drive the ball well. Can he do the other things? Maybe. It's happened before. I wouldn't count on it. But putting, driving, it's going to get you a lot of birdies. And I don't think anyone's going to play him.
1: No, and he slides right in there. Yeah, with Pendrith and uh, Pendrith and Wolf, just just a bunch of guys who can mash the ball off the tee, gain a ton of strokes there. Uh, and like you mentioned, he's gained a ton of strokes putting, and he's always been a pretty solid putter, right? So I mean, I guess not always. He comes and goes, but um, the upside is definitely there. And again, you're you're in the seventy high seven k range. If you're going to play any of these ten k guys, you're going to at least have a few of them. So I think. I think you're right. <laughs> if we're rolling Pendrith, uh, we're probably rolling uh, Keith Mitchell out there with him as well. Um, yeah. yeah. The only other one down here is like Joseph
0: Bramlett, who is on a really nice run right now. I just never play him.
1: No, he's somebody I overlook quite a bit too, but uh, yeah, coming off uh pretty happy times on the corn Ferry tour for him. Um, I don't know what to make of him. Honestly, I, I see the name quite a bit. I know he can play, uh, but again, me not following the corn Ferry quite as closely as the other tours um, I know he's, I know he's a pretty solid ball striker. He's, he has enough PGA tour stats as well, um, from this past season. So you, you can look through the strokes gain and at least have a pretty solid picture. Doesn't look like the putting's all there, but the rest of the game is. So I think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I could definitely see it.
0: Yeah. You could do him. You could do Doug Gim. Who, who are others? Some <laughs> favorites. Uh, Luke list is in this tournament. You can throw him in there. Aaron, Aaron wise can be a part of that build too. They're just the griot, just the all. All irons, all driving, can't putt team. Maybe it will just eventually work out for <laughs> yeah. you this time around. But other than that, like, once we drop below there, like, do you what would you focus on from here on out? Like, one elite skill set? Would it be driving? Would it be putting? Would it be irons? Because, like, Mac Hughes is down here. And he can make 60-footers with the best of them.
1: I think, so I like the distance angle. However, when you're getting down into these guys, I kind of just, I don't want to say it's all good. I look at, at what the model spits out. I think I would lean a little more iron play just because um, if you miss a lot of greens here, you're just toast. They're easy to hit. So if you're missing them, you're done. And so I think I'd like to focus a little more on the iron play. Um, Someone actually who I probably will play at 7,300 is a Lucas Herbert from Australia. Uh, We've seen him a lot on the uh, European tour uh, winner earlier this year had a nice little run on the PGA tour as well with travelers and Memorial I'm going to make the jump over the pond this year and play a lot of PGA. Um, Again, not the strongest off the tee. He's he's serviceable, but uh, (laughs) a a strong, strong irons and good putter. So I think that's where we'll focus and hopefully keeps the ball in play. The rough's not too penal in the past uh, at this particular course. So hopefully doesn't have too much to worry about. Just just don't hit it out of bounds.
0: Yeah, I mean, the accuracy is never really his thing. I, I think we both hit him when <laughs> right. he won over in, was it was in Ireland earlier this year?
1: It was Ireland, right? Yeah. Before, yep. Yeah, and try and then not. I played him in the open and he missed the cut. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. W- watching his final round it, with him trying to protect the lead over I in stress. Ireland. It was just, oh, he's in the middle of the trees off the tee. Oh, he's in the middle of the trees again off the tee. It was like, oh, this is happening to me every single week in Euro. I have the guy who should win by like eight strokes and he just keeps like the the week that Guido lost a bland in Britain. Oh my gosh. Oh my God.
1: What are you doing? (laughs) Those putts he hit. Oh yeah. It it's, mm, that is a tough tour to hit winners. And when you do, it's a miracle. It feels like it it, more so than on PGA, but uh, yeah, he, he's somebody I played quite a bit. I think he'll be fine. Um, I think I'm going to avoid his counterpart though. Aaron Ray down here, Ray, right. Honestly, can never remember how to pronounce that. Um, I don't think he has enough, pop for me or the irons quite yet but uh i'm glad to see that he he did come over here as well uh and yeah another euro guy down here matt wallace too this is the the euro zone i guess Um, it it is i don't really i'm surprised about (laughs) and
0: lipsky's down here too uh yeah happy barn rats playing in this tournament coming off gagging away uh, at wentworth (laughs) but wallace i mean i played wallace at like 8200 in real events last year and he wasn't bad what has happened to matt wallace
1: i i i honestly think he's a bit of a head case. Um, I, I don't know if that's the entire reason for his, uh, his recent departure of solid golf. Uh, he definitely had a window there. Um, yeah, I don't really have a great explanation for it, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's all mental or what, but he definitely seems to get in his own way in his own head from time to time on the course. So maybe that's what he's going through now. I'm not entirely sure, but not someone I've been playing a lot of lately. Um, but again, there's no one else really down here. Uh, you mentioned Afi Barnrat. Um, I don't know. He found it out of nowhere, it seems. For the KFT, carried it over to Europe, though. Um, I guess I guess you could roll the dice on him again. Maybe he needs the money for his shoe collection. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> but
0: by the numbers, Norlander rates out great.
1: Yeah, of any of everybody down here, um, strong irons. I mean. You could do a lot worse. Um, strong off the tee, too, actually. Now, I wouldn't have guessed that, I guess. Doesn't really... think of Norlander, I don't think that, but uh, looking at the numbers really quick. He's been strong off the tee of late, I guess. Um, yeah, he's gained off the tee in
0: six of his past seven, and the one he didn't was the playoff. Like, he played poorly in the playoffs. Like, no shit that yeah, Hendrick Norlander <laughs> is not going to be great against the best players in the world. But these other events, like, he's playing... Right? The scrub events in Palmetto, Travelers, Rocket Mortgage, John Deere, Barbasol. He's making the cut every time, and sometimes you see a spike iron week, like 7.6 strokes gained at Barbasol, gained a few on the, on the greens, and all of a sudden he's in fifth place. Like, he seems, I, I like your Herbert call. I do worry about his driving, but I think I'm going to go with Norlander at 72 as well. I played Svensson last time, which was great through three rounds, and then he just <laughs> couldn't get out of his own way in the fourth round. I mean, he's, like, not a bad player.
1: No. And, um, he's coming back from the KF. Yeah. He spent some time in the KFT last year. Um, I don't really, I don't really know much about it. I mean, I know he won, uh, he won recently. Don't remember the name of the event. Sorry, but I know he won on the KFT recently. I thought, um, yeah, he
0: won, uh, the, the nationwide, whatever the hell. That okay. Is.
1: Yeah. So I guess that's probably mentally pretty solid. Now you're back, uh, back on the big tour. Um, I think, you know it so this is where it gets tough for me cuz then I'll look and I'll see a name like Adam Hadwin at 7k and it's like I know internally like he's not the same player that I think of him when I first started doing all this and he he won for me at 90 to 1 and that felt great and I love him forever for that but like you go through his 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 recent results though and it's miscuts miscuts 10th 6 miscuts uh he mixed in an 8th in there so I don't know when he finds it he's he's found it pretty well for the entire week it's just hard to imagine him finding it right now but if if he does of the again of the people down here uh i don't know i feel like i could roll him in a few gpp lineups as well
0: uh i wasn't joking about Grayson sig by the way i think that he's not oh, bad yeah. he, he makes every cut essentially that in every tournament that he plays in. And now that we're down here, we're just trying to find someone to sneak through through the weekend. And then I can get behind my yes. guy, Sig. He's probably smoking SIGs on the course. That sounds great. He's gained off the tee in each of his past four PGA events, at least gained with his irons in three of the past four over a stroke. in those gained around the greens gains, putting in his last two, like you're really throwing darts when you get down here, but at least this guy showed like a modicum of consistency.
1: Yeah. Oh, you could do a lot worse. Um, I mean, I've, I always find myself playing Adam, like that's just somebody I seem to gravitate to in in this type of range. And again, doesn't do anything particularly great, uh, but he he's consistent with the irons and the putting. So I guess you know he makes enough cuts. Um, I feel like that's another guy that I, I like to plug in down here. Maybe a Sepstraka going back up to the seven Ks though a little bit. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It gets real thin for me. There are a lot of names down here that I just don't play very often.
0: This could be a tournament to do that, though. So when we get to the 6K range, again, smash the like, and me your favorite play in the 6Ks. You talked about Vince Whaley a little bit earlier. Brian, Brian Stewart's the type of guy that could play really well at this event. If it's just fairways, irons, let's go make some putts. Feels like that's something that he could do. Bryce Garnett is another one who's just directly in that mold. Jog Augustine. Actually played really well at the Fortnite is what I'm going to continue to call it because I don't want to have right. to remember it. Hopefully it's a one and done in terms of sponsor names, but he was supposed to it's be bad. really good and then he wasn't good at all. But then all of a sudden he shows up. It's like, okay, did we just have to wait a year for him to get his like, uh, he, I think he's still playing on sponsors exemptions at the moment and you know, he's going to need to make some moves in these events. What was he? I think he was third at in Napa. He was sixth. Yeah. Gained across the board. The irons were immaculate. The irons are always good. It's just really his driving. That's not all that great, but it seems to be getting solved a little bit. Like this guy is of the highest pedigree when it comes to amateur players.
1: Yeah. And I think again, he fits the profile I'm looking for of these of this low end. Like I'd, I'd rather have strong iron play here. Um, You'd be serviceable off the tee. That would be nice. Like I don't need you to be a complete train wreck, which John has been, but he's, I don't know. I don't know. His last three outings have been pretty strong in the PGA Tour. So it's hard to argue with that. Um, another guy, I guess, way down, though, at 6400 would be Alex Smalley. I think he burned a lot of people. Not a lot. He, was, he seemed to be a name at the Fortinet Championship that I saw tossed around enough for these new KFT guys. Uh, didn't play well at all, but um, has has been strong in some of his few PGA Tour events leading up to that point and pretty strong in the kft so i think alex Smalley is another one at 6400 uh gives you a lot of room up top to play those guys we we started talking off started off talking about um Wait,
0: was, he, than, that, was yeah. he was he that guy at the windham who was like a member at Sedgefield and he chipped everything in the entire week
1: i honestly don't remember i know he played well at windham this year uh, well enough 29th
0: but yeah i think that was him they kept... oh my god austin cook is back in the field Oh boy. I love that guy. He was so good to me. It's just so funny to see some of these names. I down. hit
1: that winner as well. Yeah. yeah I know. It's a, it's a jog through memory lane for a few, like, th- I mean, Fratelli's just sitting down here. It feels yeah, like
0: that's just yesterday so we are all
1: playing him right after the masters. Right. Like, I guess, yeah, looking at that now, that is kind of strange. He has not been good. Um, it's sometimes this is where it's like, I don't play these old guys that are higher priced. And then I see all these names that I have become attached to over the years for odd reason or another. It's like, oh, I guess I could play him. And then you look at how bad he's been. It's like, maybe I shouldn't. It's, I don't know. Like Trey Mullinex down here. That's a feel good story back on the PGA tour. Um, I played him at, I don't know if that.
0: I played him at Napa.
1: Translates. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Kurt Kitiana, 6,300, just chilling down here. Um, Again, that's a name though, where I would just play him, but he's been terrible. Like he's just. Been flat out bad so it's it's well i don't d- know there is not a lot down here
0: <laughs> do we have anderwalt in this field and he popped the pga but he plays primarily in europe doesn't he
1: um i'm trying to think i honestly a, don't he
0: a sunshine tour player you might be get, a sunshiner i might get him confused with someone
1: else then uh daniel van tonder maybe who that that, of? that is exactly
0: who i'm thinking. okay of. all these stuff yes. he has been confused
1: yeah He's been very good on the European tour this year. So very don't play Dewey
0: so. Vanderwall. Well, he has, oh, look at this. Four straight top 25s coming into his PGA. Oh, he was 22nd too as well at uh, at Fortnite. Dewey Vanderwall, huh? Hmm.
1: That's a new name to me, honestly. I couldn't have told you who that was. I saw his name and I was like, huh, that's different.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm clicking next to his name. He's making the short list. We'll see if he gets through to the final cut once I end up making my lives. You mentioned T. Gala earlier. I think people just like play him because his name is T. Gala.
1: Yeah, I just like to bother Sky about it. Sky's been jumping on him since day one, so I like to razz him about that a little bit, but not somebody I'm overly interested in yet.
0: The numbers, for whatever reason, say Nick Watney and Anherban Lahiri, so I'm going to you know just not listen to the numbers on those two and just say, <laughs> you know what, you know, I'll be good. Although I did listen to them on my guy, Bo Van Pelt, that one time he came second. And he won me a ton of money.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes the numbers get it right, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I we mean, run these things. Yeah. Every once in a while, right? I mean, I guess if you're looking at the strokes gain total, I guess, I don't know, the Woo Brothers down here, you could play Dylan, uh, Brandon. I don't know. I, that's very, very thin. I don't really suggest that, but. Are they actually. Brothers? Could do a lot worse. No. <laughs> no. I just felt like saying the Bash Brothers, good Mighty Ducks reference, but.
0: Hey, we're back making new memories in a new world. And I found the best way to hold those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from PaintYourLife.com. Who doesn't love art? Who needs to th- put things on their wall? That would be me, me and my family. We have way too much wall space. So putting some art from Paint Your Life really works out in our favor here if you want to give a truly meaningful gift you've got to try PaintYourLife.com get professional hand-painted portraits created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of peoples or places that you love into one painting It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks and send any picture, yourself, your children, family, a special place, someone you loved who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, or even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sports. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. And trust me, it's hard to find gifts for anyone these days, especially when you get to my age, you not know what to do with it. And, like, sending people, like, a, a $50 bill really isn't cutting it. So get them something that's super personal, and they're going to absolutely love at PaintYourLife.com. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited-time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get the special offer, text the word Mayo to 64000. That's Mayo to 64000. Text Mayo to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply, available at PainterLife.com slash terms. Again, text Mayo to 64000. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars contain 1 gram of sugar or less, 2 to 3 grams of net carbs. And here's the thing, they're only 150 calories. Also, they are delicious. I went through both my boxes really quickly and I had to immediately put in another order for more because I enjoyed them so much. And they really filled me up during the day. They were the perfect post-workout snack. For me, because I don't want to consume a bunch of calories, and I don't want to carb up right after I've finished at the gym. I, you know, I want to carb up before I go to the gym, not after I go to the gym. And this just made me feel good and full for the rest of the afternoon. So need didn't get here quickly, and they will that's not going to be a problem for you. They're the perfect snack to satisfy your sweet tooth without any guilt, and that's always been my biggest problem. That's why I've been enjoying the Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars, either as a quick breakfast, post-workout, or even when I'm running errands and I'm out on the go and I don't want to stop and get fast food. It's awesome. I highly suggest that you check it out. So try it out for yourself, and you'll see. And we have a special deal for all the listeners: get twenty percent off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code Mayo at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident. In their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to MonkPack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com and select any product. Then enter code Mayo to check out to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Well, let's see here. I just sorted of by strokes gained off the tee over the past 24 rounds. So, all right, we're playing number one and two. We got Pendrith and Mitchell in the lineup already. Swafford was someone who was good for six weeks. And then yeah. I played him at Napa, and he was awful. And then people played him in, like, the last leg of whatever the playoffs was. I think that he kind of killed everyone in that one. I can't quite remember. He was good in one of the playoff events when he was chalky. And then that was it but he's still number three, Sergio Lahiri. I guess that's why he's so far up there. And then like Connors, Mito, Tyler Duncan is weirdly number nine over the past 24 rounds. I would not have, You could give me everyone to guess in this field. It would not have
1: been him. I agree. Um, I know you mentioned List in passing earlier, but we were talking about really good drivers and terrible putters. I mean, he obviously fits that lineup very well also. Um,
0: Oh, look, I tried to go this entire time without recommending to play Doug Gim, (laughs) but Doug Gim's the play, (laughs) isn't he? (laughs) Right.
1: I mean, once again, I I think I'm just going to have to suck it up and just eat. Yes, I think Doug Gim can be just fine here. Um, Yeah, not going to be pretty. No, he missed the
0: cut. Yeah, he would know uh, last time. It's just by having the right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he missed the cut there. That wasn't great. Maybe I I don't know. I'll end up betting him because I bet him every single week. (laughs) (sighs) Not great news for me here. Ortiz was better. I don't know what's going on with that guy.
1: Him and Moonis. Uh, I think I'm going to bet against Ortiz. Actually, th- I'm trying to think. I found a head-to-head against Ortiz that I took, but uh, it's escaping me who it was. It might have been Mito, actually. can't remember the line. But, yeah, Ortiz, I don't know. I used to love playing him. Um, something's not there, though.
0: He has lost Just, the no. ability to putt. Like, he was having yeah. these spike performances. Like, at the beginning of last year, Like he won Houston six-strokes putting. Sony 5, Farmers 3, and that was only in three rounds. He goes to Phoenix, comes fourth, gains seven and a half, two and a half, three point nine, 3.9, and then since minus 3.8, minus 2, minus 5, minus 9, well, that's not good. He can't be having that. Although the driving is still, maybe I should play Ortiz because if he just just spent the last three weeks figuring out how to putt again or does not be the worst, like he's kind of the perfect guy.
1: Yeah. And, and long-term he's a fine putter, right? I mean, I say fine good enough putter. So that's kind of what I normally on a normal given week. I normally just ignore how they've been putting. Obviously I look at the long-term and if it's anywhere even near zero or better, I'm, I'm cool with it. And like you said, the, the driving of the golf ball and the irons are still there. That's the important part, right? Like he hasn't necessarily lost his game. He's struggling on the greens. So I guess, uh, yeah, a lot of, dis- lot of personal discovery for my lineups during this show as well. I love that. So, yeah, right. Ortiz, he can be on the shortlist for sure.
0: Yeah, we're, we're here to talk it through, try to find the play. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's not like play this guy, play this guy. What about this guy? Let's see if he's any good. Carlos Ortiz, three starts at CC of Jackson in his career. Miscut fourth and third. Not bad.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we've talked me into another one here, too. Ortiz. <laughs>
0: what are Ortiz's odds? That's probably something I should look up. He sounds like a good bet if his odds aren't Ortiz
1: ridiculous. Ortiz is 40 50. on DraftKings.
0: I, I, I have a 50 to 1 lingering right here. I should probably check that other book that I hmm. use that just offers up ridiculous odds. And <laughs> I have a ton of money on it because I made a lot of Canadian election bets, which they were offering at complete opposite prices of every other book. So it was like, oh, let's just dump all our money on this site and bet on this. Free money. And it worked <laughs> out. Right. Oh, I can go look up Carlos Ortiz after the fact. Did you do much? Um, have you looked into the Alfred Dunhill at all?
1: Um, I started to pull some Alfred Dunhill. Um, I was curious, though, because I saw Fina was in that field, and I was wondering if he was going to pull, but he I didn't did. see DraftKings list him. Okay, so yeah, I yeah. did miss that news. That's a shame. Maybe I'll let Billy Ho. Billy Ho won me... Um, $20,000 last time he played in Europe. So maybe we'll, we'll ride Billy, old Billy back uh, at the Alfred Dunhill again. Uh, and I saw Troy Merritt made his way over there as well. Yeah, so, Troy, he, Of all the random PGA.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's weird. He pulled out of Sanderson Farms to go play in the Alfred yeah. Dunhill. Can you explain to people what the Alfred Dunhill is, this Alfred Dunhill?
1: Yeah, so this one, not the South African one, uh, is a Lynx event. They play it. Uh, put me on the spot. I know it's St. Andrews. I forget the other two. One maybe... Kingsley or Kings, forget all the courses. Um, but it's like a. I think this is like a pro am for them as well. So they play the first three days, rotate uh, through three pretty famous links courses in Scotland. Um, Shane Lowry is the favorite at twelve to one, which kind of struck me as a little odd. I don't know. Maybe they're thinking he's going to ride the the emotional wave <laughs> from from the Ryder Cup, uh, which he seemed to thoroughly enjoy. Um, I love that though. I mean, I loved what I saw from all those guys. I thought it was a pretty solid week, but uh, overall I haven't made a bet yet, uh, but I'd be remiss to come on the show and not mention that Guido is playing this week. So he will be on the third, uh at 50 to one. Um, yeah, he- I think I'd look at historically who plays well at this event though. We've seen some of the same names pop up I'm actually surprised Hatton's not coming over. He has done very well at this event. Yeah, he, uh, he's passed. He won in
0: 2016, won in 2017, and was second with Tommy Fleetwood in 2018 when Lucas Barrett, Oh he is here. Sorry. He's he here. 16 he to 1. one. Hmm. He's, he's yeah. 16 to well, 1. Well,
1: DraftKings gave him an odd. I must have missed that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there hmm. he is. He's 60. So it's Lowry, Fleetwood, Horschel, Hatton, Norrin. And then you get like Peters, Grace. Grace has won this before as well. They're both 25 to 1. Uh, then Victor Perez, Dietrich, Horsefield. Bobby Mack is down at 35 to 1. I mean, it's, it's, I think
1: that's doable and he's shown obviously loves, uh, loves to play the links courses. So, yeah. So it's,
0: what was the Kings one that you said? Yeah. Kings barn, Carnoustie and St. Andrews. Carnoustie. Yes. I knew I was missing
1: another big one
0: is the three course rotation here. I just remember Justin Rose playing with Justin Timberlake one year in the program. I was like, what is going on here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Carnoustie's not quite Carnasty for this one. They set it up pretty nice for the amateurs, obviously, but, uh, I still love watching these courses on TV. Like it's it's just awesome. I've already seen them all posting all their photos from being over there. Um, just makes me ready for another open already. So
0: do do we go to like Nicholas Hogard? Like why wouldn't we?
1: Uh yeah, I mean he's been playing very well. Um, what is he sitting at? Seventy to one. That yeah. is uh
0: like would you rather bet Nicholas Hogard or Troy, or Troy Merritt for the same price?
1: i honestly would maybe bet both but um for some reason I've, i do find pga guys tend to play pretty well when they come up even the no-namers tend to play pretty well when they come over to some of these events and i remember Merritt has come over here before he played he played the switzerland one at crancer i forget uh the omega masters like he's come over and played that before so he, he there's must be something i think he's played in germany too he must enjoy coming over here but uh no hogar is probably the the better smarter bet at 70 to one
0: <laughs> yeah so um, if, if you want to get a full breakdown oh, right, yeah yeah sky and tom will on the european tour picks and bet show we'll have the full absolutely alfred El- dunhill links championship not the alfred dunhill championship the alfred dunhill links <laughs> championship keep that in mind yeah i'll probably end up going on oh geez Lori Cantor's playing as well this tournament's going to take all my money that's not great uh,
1: yeah <laughs> that okay pretty- Pretty solid field. Let's
0: talk about some bets for just overall golf bets this week. I bet Mito at 33, Wolf at 60, Schwab at 60. I might get talked into this Ortiz at 52. Why what do the books know about Taylor Pendrith? Do they just know that I'm going to bet him so they make him the worst odds possible?
1: Yeah, I uh I don't know. I don't know if he got hit somewhere before I saw openers or what, but I uh I was surprised at how low that was, um, unless they're profiling it the exact same way. Uh, 50 to one did seem a little low. I was kind of hoping I'd open the book and find him at a nice, at a nicer, higher number. Um, that was shocking to me as well.
0: I but mean, he, he was like that the last time out, too, though. It's like you'd think that he would like, let's start Pendrith off at like 150 to one with the rest of the corn fairy guys. Like, no, 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 no. he's going to be 55. What, why?
1: Yeah. I, I don't, that one is kind of shocking to me. I I assume somebody must've popped that and they kept him there from last week. Maybe that's really my only explanation as to why he's sitting there. Um, I know you mentioned Mito where we were talking, uh, DFS at 28. I'm probably gonna have to look heavily into that. I don't think I'm going to get below that. Um, but I, I feel like I'd really be sad if I missed out a Mito win with everybody else. So I think 28 to one, um, it's a solid enough number. I probably make it a little higher, but with these outrights, there's so much different luck involved that I, I don't mind hitting a few numbers that are slightly off, um, even if I think it should be a hair larger. Um, I'll probably bet her bear to at 80, I believe. You must shop around for that. But I know he's sitting at 80 at DraftKings.
0: Yeah, he's sitting at 80 at DraftKings. I'm staring at 111 to one right now,
1: though. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's someone else that I'll probably get to uh, further on down here. Again, it's been really hard to pull the trigger on some of these numbers. So, like, I, I opened the book, like, we talked about. So, Wallace is sitting down at what, 60 some odd hundred on DraftKings um, for DFS, and he's at 80 to one outright. Um, I don't know. I, that seems low to me, though. Like, I feel like he should be in the hundreds at the way he's been playing. Um, Schwab at 65 seems tempting. See, I'm just getting sucked into all these guys that I would bet in other events yeah well, <laughs> not if the, normally
0: if they were at the alfred dunhill you would bet them right? yeah
1: yep and I, yeah, honestly i mean this this field isn't exactly it's deeper but i mean he's played in plenty of fields like this that i've probably bet schwab at worse numbers so
0: is it a worse
1: 65 is tempting
0: i mean it's, it's a better field uh, no no
1: t- i'm not saying okay. it's worse i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm saying I bet Schwab bet worse numbers and probably better fields in oh, yeah. past European events for sure. So this field shouldn't be too bad. But
0: I should almost blindly bet Adrian Moronk because that guy is my guy, <clears> Poland's <throat> finest. Because he's very distinguishable yeah. when you see him on the course.
1: He, he's a uh, yes. He is very unique. <laughs> unique look.
0: <laughs> You're trying trying to find anyone um, here at the bottom. Is anyone just randomly playing his? Lucas Berrigard, 150 to one. The only reason that I said um, ah, Nikolai, Nikolai Hogard was because Danes have played really well at this competition in the past. I, I don't know what it is. I
1: feel English, um, in general, the Northern European countries, uh, yeah, Nordic countries, English, uh, have seemed to have not a stranglehold on the event, but yes, they have definitely shown up. I've noticed that as well. I don't know if that's, um, you know, it's getting a little chillier here. Uh, I live in Michigan. I'm sure it's a little chillier there over. Well, it's always chillier there over in Scotland. So I, I don't know if that's part of it, if they're just used to that. Um, it sounds almost too simplistic, but then you look at the results. It's, sometimes it's hard to argue with. So
0: Mito, Wolf, Schwab, I'm in on already. I'll probably get in on Pendrith, maybe Gim is FOMO bets, but I am looking at Hogard at 70-1. to 1. I'll bet that over in Euro, and I might bet Bobby Mack as well. I want to listen to Sky and Tom first, though, and see if they have like yep. some guys like Johan Vermeens, who played really well at, I want to say it was the Open Championship, but it might have been the U.S. Open. Now I totally forget, but I, it, I think it was at the Open Championship because he plays well at Lynx Courses.
1: Johannes has been good to me over the years. He's another guy who just seems to putt very well, too. Uh, finally found some form this year, got it done, so I, I was happy to see him. And get a victory this year over on that tour so
0: problem is he's 45 to 1
1: yeah uh i'm not betting that but um he is a he's a dfs favorite when they post those contests that may be somewhere to look to play him
0: so you won the 20k at wentworth right on draftkings
1: correct yep.
0: so who who is in the who is in the rest of that lineup
1: mm. I honestly don't remember exactly who all I played. All I remember is I played Billy Ho at 1% and that was pretty well. What, what got the job done for me? Why wasn't anyone um, on Billy Ho? Uh, I don't know. He had been playing pretty well on the PGA tour. Um, I honestly can't tell you why. Uh, I forget who else was up. There was someone else who sucked. Oh, Victor Hovland sucked all the ownership. That's who it was. I knew there was someone up there. I liked Vic. Um, but I knew the entire world was going to play him in that um, $555 GPP. So I, I didn't think I'd get Billy at 1%, uh, but I was quite happy when I did. And then, yeah, uh, the magic happened and he, he pulled it off for me. So that was nice. It's nice to hit the nuts on uh, the one or two times a year that we get large European tour contests. So. I, I went and looked at the, the early
0: ownership up at FantasyNational.com, and we're recording this on a Monday evening, so this will not be the case by the time it comes over, but it, I think it's good to see who people's first clicks are always going to be, if they're going to generate mm-hmm. lineups or star them. Charlie Hoffman, Seamus Power, Sung Jae, Mito, Shez Revie, who I don't even think we brought up, and then Lahiri oh. at 6200 bucks.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you brought up Lahiri too, right? So there must be something uh, showing up for him. I overlooked Lahiri as well. He didn't show up for anything for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the stats really liked him. I think it's because it's his off the tee game is very good. Yeah, he's gained an eighth straight off the tee, averaging around like 2.3 strokes gained per event. Hey, let's see, he's made three cuts in a row. He made the playoffs last year? Playoffs. All right. He's, an, he's another guy who, if he's putting well, he's going to putt amazingly for a week. Yes. But normally he loses five strokes.
1: <laughs> right. So I did look it up really quick. I guess I gotta play Schwab. He was in my twenty K lineup as well. So it was Horschel, Bazadenhote, Schwab, Bland, Kohornen, and Kawamura. So I guess those are my guys now too, tied to all them.
0: <laughs> oh. oh Miko, so. the, the fittish flash? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There we go. <laughs> A little three percent Miko that week. So yeah. yeah.
0: So of all the top end guys looking at it right now let's see who people are not using. No one's using Keegan at all. He's like 1% so far. That's by far the lowest. Siwoo is the second lowest after him at like 9%. And then this like middle eights, the the whole range that you said you were skipping over is also seemingly devoid. Below 10% right now, actually below 5% right now. Ortiz, Wolf, Woodland. CT Pan has yet to have anyone click on his name. So Schwab, 0%. Bramlet point six. So at least early, right. at least early. And this is with how many members of, this is with a thousand people favoriting players. So I wouldn't worry too much about it right now. Or sorry, 60, sorry, 62 people have gone in and made their like selections, including me, of putting stars <laughs> next to guys' names. But it does strike me as the contrarian build right now would, yeah. would be start with like Connors or Mito and then just hit two of three of Ortiz, Wolf, Woodland, Pan, Schwab, Bramlett, Keith Mitchell, Pendrith. All those guys are below 5%. And then they use whoever else you want.
1: Yeah. I might have to rethink skipping that. Cause um, I always do the, the beginning, the very first clicks throughout the week. And then as the week goes on, um, I've definitely become more of a contrarian player um, over the last year or two uh, seems to have worked out pretty well too. So it is hard to stomach sometimes, but uh, you're, you're playing for the big weeks, right? So, you know, that, like in Europe, the one week will pay off your season and then you're free rolling, right? So uh, I think I'm going to have to – I know you already talked me back into Wolf, so I'm going to have to go reconsider uh, Ortiz, Ortiz and Wise, I guess, in that same uh, same zone.
0: Oh, no, people are using Wise.
1: Oh, why
0: is yeah, yeah, yeah? Why, why, why is (laughs) Kazai? Why why is Kaziran my guy? Gim, Uh, people are actually going to. You know what? As we're speaking right now, I'm going to go bet Ortiz. I just want to make sure I get the best number here. Where are you at, Ortiz, on this other site, the one that always has the forty-four to one? No, thank (laughs) you. I'll take fifty to one. Thank you very much. Let's get on that one, Carlos Ortiz, fifty to one. Let's do it. Yeah, don't hate it. In. So there, I think I have my entire card for the week now. Mito, Wolf, Schwab ortiz and i might uh i might end up with like all like the random dudes i like to buy i might follow you on herbert though i like that
1: yeah Mito herbert and schwab i think be my first three clicks here
0: all so, right yeah. let everyone know what you are up to at ftn daily
1: oh uh, yeah so every week uh i'll post if you're into the betting side uh, i run my own model odds i post those up uh obviously the picks come with that uh do some little pga projections as well as uh, a nice seven under seven article when you're looking for. Uh, It'll be a fun one this week uh, with everyone down there. So, uh, yeah, if you follow me on Axis Underscore DFS Twitter, uh, you can get all the content links there as well. So, yeah, all right, I'll
0: go in on Herbert, and you know what? I'm going to do Norlander too, because why not? 140 to one, done.
1: Oh, I've made oh. way worse bets than that. So, yeah, <laughs>
0: PJ was easy this week. <laughs> oh, that was an easy one. Thank you all for watching. Thanks for being on the show, man. This is fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, anytime.
0: Yeah. So we got Fantasy Golf Degenerates with Kenny and Tambo on Mayo Media Network. That's gonna be out on Monday evening. you could probably catch it on Tuesday morning and the rest of the week, obviously. And European tour picks and best with the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. You got Sky, you got Tom. A real live Brit is on the show. So he can probably tell you how much he hates Scotland or something like that. I don't know how they feel about it over there. But he knows a ton about golf. So and he also doesn't sound like that. He has like one of those refined british accents like he's sherlock holmes or something anyway listen to tom listen to sky sub to the network you can check it out over there i'm pat mayo thank you for watching i'll see you next time